basically, guys, the solution to pretty privilege is everyone just needs to make enough money to get plastic surgery. Hey guys, this is Thinking Out Loud, and today's episode is about pretty privilege. So pretty privilege is something that we have absolutely no experience with. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, 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 for real. Isha and Sam definitely have experience. Um, But I can't, you know, relate to this topic. Um, So basically what pretty privilege is, is exactly what it sounds like, right? Like it's very similar to white privilege or male privilege, just in terms of beauty. And so it's been known that not just um, in person, but also virtually just in a a majority of aspects of life, having an appearance that kind of lives up to societal expectations more so allows you to get further ahead in life. Yeah, so pretty privilege is basically a word that's given to the idea of bias or favor towards people who are considered more beautiful according to societal beauty standards. And like Aria said, you know, even virtually, like I know a lot of people who are before class starts there and if your teacher wants to have your video on, people like try to make themselves look good from their waist up because nobody sees anything below that. But they're always like, oh my God, like I want to look good so people like me. Why, (laughs) you know, like why do you have to look good for people to like you? I feel like that's a very shallow thing. Oh my gosh, no, literally every time we have a test and my teacher is like, okay guys, you're gonna have to have your cameras on for the test. I'll be sure to shower and wash my hair, sometimes straighten it, put makeup on, make sure my mascara is like not so much. And then I'll be like, I'm picture perfect, already know. And there's the whole thing about like, no, we want natural beauty to be like attractive. So there's like the whole thing about I woke up like this or just woke up and people are like posting on social media about like how they woke up all pretty. And then those are the people that are considered attractive because it's more natural. So it's just like really hard to win in this world. And then every single day, all you hear is, don't judge a book by its cover. Okay, but people do. What am I supposed to do about that now? Yeah, I think the whole like judging a book by its cover thing like ties into the, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but it's this thing called halo effect. So the halo effect is basically a cognitive bias that we form as a person. And in it are, in it basically we form an overall impression of a person um, and it influences how we feel about them or how we treat them. And a lot of the times that overall impression that we form of a person can be solely based on how they look. And if they're more like, quote unquote, pretty in, you know, in sense of societal standards, again, um, in certain cases, those are the people who we tend to treat better. And it, that's just that's just how it has been. And that's just how it is even now. And I actually remember I was in um, the what is it called? Psychology intro. In, what's the course called? Introduction to Psychology, Anthropology, Sociology, right? Yeah. Anthropology yeah. first. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's still an introduction course. Anyway, so we were doing our psychology unit, and basically, um, I remember we were looking at these videos, and then I kind of got distracted because it was really interesting. And from the same account, I saw another video about the halo effect. So all you have to do is like search them on YouTube, the halo effect. And basically, there was this experiment where a woman was pulling up luggage up the stairs, and everyone was just like walking by. She was like significantly like struggling. But then they had someone else uh, a little while later. Um, someone who was a bit more attractive, you know, like blonde hair, um, appealing like hourglass figure um, and all that jazz. So she was pulling it up and men were coming to her and they were like, hey, do you need help? Just offering to help her. 
and then the other woman was just like struggling and there was no help and what the second woman did this this is like i'm sorry for going going on a rant but like this is really interesting but the second woman she got a man to pull up her heavy luggage up the stairs but then she's like oh wait i'm actually supposed to go downstairs and then she like the man helped her bring the luggage downstairs i don't know how you can get that much of an obvious difference just by appearance and the luggage weighed the same so like thank you i'm just gonna say this even if i had heavy luggage ain't nobody helping me out of an airport with that's so sad though like it's kind of funny but it's so sad and the um, thing is it's like a even if it was like just an experiment it's like a really real thing that happens even now you know like high school for example like the people who are considered like popular like they are like quote unquote I don't know where I'm going with this no yeah you're, no wait you're onto something um conventionally the popular people in high school are the beautiful ones it's like there's a certain set of criteria that you have to fit in order to be hallelujah um and if you don't fit that then you're not gonna be all like hallelujah and like Anytime there's a job interview or something specifically like around that area, the more attractive people are found through various studies to get in. It's kind of disappointing. Unfair to me. But yeah. And yeah, like like that that's a major advantage of being, again, quote unquote, beautiful or pretty, right? Because according to like societal standards, if you are like drop dead gorgeous that can totally aid you in moving up like the social ladder and it can gain you a lot more access to power so like getting jobs for example right that that is like a show of power if you're beautiful and you get this job just because you're beautiful and if there's somebody else who's more qualified than you but you're getting this job just because you're gorgeous that is such a show of power and that's like again in my opinion extremely shallow thinking but it happens just so sad yeah and there are some jobs where I guess that's warranted like modeling they they tend to want more conventionally attractive people acting even though Hollywood claims to be opening up to all sorts of people including like race sex whatever they still gear towards more conventionally attractive people but then the jobs that should be open to everyone that are being given to certain people based on the halo effect that can crush other people's self-esteem especially if someone is more qualified and thinks that they completely deserve the job but then don't get it right and going back to like within high school itself beyond just like job everything within high school relates um back to this right like popularity popularity contest prom king and queen not being voted prom queen can absolutely crush some people's souls and you know what i find kind of funny though is you mentioned how like to get into modeling, you know, it makes sense that you need like to be more like societally fit more into like society's beauty standards. But the funny thing is nowadays, like the the modeling industry is, well, I guess they are trying to like gear more towards all bo- body types are beautiful. All this is beautiful. That's beautiful. Right. And that's great. But that doesn't make the bias go away. Honestly, in my opinion, the modeling industry, if they could have it their way, would only want the conventionally attractive people but because we're in 2021 now and because we are all not acceptable to not be inclusive that's why all of these industries are trying to get certain types of people now and if we see only pretty pretty no if we only 
words are hard. And if we only do see pretty people or people who are considered attractive in the media, then that's going to have an impact on the rest of society. And they're going to be like, oh, so this is the definition of pretty. And it's just an inevitable loop. Does that make sense? Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And no, yeah, it does. The thing is that like, I never considered any of my insecurities that I have now as insecurities before when I was a kid. But like growing up, like seeing stuff on social media, seeing being seeing people be like, oh my God, she's so gorgeous in like the comments. And then like seeing other people who like don't, entirely fit into society's beauty standards being completely trashed in the comments that like that like in my head said like oh this is what's beautiful this is what's not beautiful and if I don't look like this I'm not pretty right and that's what brought up insecurities yeah and pretty privilege like before just social media I think a lot of us look at like our insecurities stemming from social media which definitely there is substance within that but before social media when we were young innocent impressionable like kids like five six seven years old the tv shows that we watched like think about the most popular tv shows barbie gorgeous dora so cute marinette from miraculous ladybug adorable right like all of these leading shows even within animated shows are pretty cute and so growing up elena of avalor all the disney channel shows they were all so cute so growing up when we were young, we still had that like bombarded. And not just that, like, so suppose when you were little and everyone told you how pretty you are, like you always got all the attention, you always got everything, right? Now you have like this sense of confidence when like when you were younger and this confidence stays with you until you're old because when you're young, that's when you really learn and develop everything. So attractive people often benefit from this bias from a very early age because they have greater confidence levels as adults. So the confidence translates into success as self-assured individuals are more likely to step out of their comfort zones when they're older. The funny thing about that actually is like, when you say, you know, they had confidence at a young age because people constantly told them that they're pretty. For me, I was constantly told I was pretty when I was a little girl, like when I was like super like tiny, right? And like that built up my confidence. I'm like, I'm so beautiful. Like I'm great. You know, like people love me, whatever. And then I come here and then when people trash you about your insecurities, I know I got like, well, I, I used to get a lot of hate for like my body and like the way I looked, right? And because I was like very Indian and I had like acne scars and stuff. And like people kept trying to tell me remedies how to like make my acne scars go away. And that just brought my attention to it. And me having that, my confidence was at at its peak when I was a little kid. And then as I grew up, that confidence was slowly broken down by people. And that's why it's like, I think that happens to a lot of girls. And I think that like a lot of people in general. And I think that's why like, we can grow up to have lower self-confidence you know and people don't even do that on purpose like they they mean well right when people tell you oh yeah did you know about this diet it'll really like help your help get your tummy flatter you'll be more prettier they want you to have that pretty privilege especially when it comes from parents right but it also damages a lot and that's what they don't see what's interesting is that like Isha said like people don't mean to do it right so what I actually think in my personal opinion, is that we've been told our entire lives that beauty is so important that it's been ingrained in our heads, right? And so as we're growing up, the more and more we're told that, oh, it's good to be beautiful, like dress a certain way, do your hair a certain way so that you look pretty, that's just at the forefront of our minds no matter what we do. 
And so it applies to you, it applies to everyone else. But like, if you're just casually strolling in public and you see someone, like I know Sans, you and I were talking about this one day, how sometimes we just watch a show and we're like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I could do to a certain character to make you 10 times prettier. But yeah, it's so ingrained in us that we unknowingly make these, that we instinctively making make these suggestions without realizing that it could hurt other people's feelings. And the suggestions are like, oh my God, if only they would take off their glasses. Oh my God, every coming of age movie from when we were younger is like, oh my God, the girl let her hair down. She took off her glasses and got like the um, football, hockey, what, what, what? Like whatever like cute, guy? like jockey guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, so basic. And every movie has that. Like you can't even deny every single movie. So obviously for me, right? Yeah, so I started like letting my hair down. Otherwise, I used to love having my hair up. But then I started letting my hair down and I didn't want to wear my glasses anymore. I was like grade five and like wanting to take off my glasses. And I begged my mom so much for contacts. And then my nose started becoming apparent to me. Like, oh, my nose is so big. My glasses make my nose look smaller. And then these insecurities just keep on piling up. So I put my glasses back on. It's inevitable, terrible, you know. Yeah, it's like it's this like death cycle you can't get out. Well, not death cycle. It's it's a bad cycle that you can't get out of. It's a death cycle. Yeah, death cycle. Okay, okay. Uh, and there's a lot of people that we see on social media now that have built that you know sense of what is societal beauty standard in our head. The TikTok algorithms, which are supposed to be geared towards what you like to watch. The, the actual TikTok algorithms are biased towards pretty people. The ones that become viral, like the videos that go viral are generally because there's a pretty person in it, right? So the people with millions of followers, they don't have millions of followers generally because they have good content or because they're sharing good things. If they share good things and they spread awareness about important issues, that's just, that's just a bonus. But most influencers are famous because they're pretty. And they could be famous just off of lip syncing or dancing or standing there okay listen I can stand in one spot and move my hands around and dance but I'm not gonna get like a hundred million followers or whatever because I'm not like that perfect gorgeous like beautiful girl who like everybody wants to see do those dance because it's like you know like okay say let's look at like Charlie D'Amelio or like Addison Rae right all these girls they're not the only ones doing the dances on TikTok. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls who are doing the exact same thing that they're doing and the exact, exact same dances that they're doing. But why, are, uh, but like Addison Rae and Charlie D'Amelio and all of these kind of girls are the ones with like millions of followers, even though everyone's doing the same thing. And like, we're not condemning them, right? Like they are talented dancers. But I also see so many videos about people who spend five, 10, 15 hours on art projects only to have it blow up with like a hundred thousand likes. Meanwhile, Charlie D'Amelio is staring at her phone, drinking water out of a cup, 15 million likes. Oh my God, I saw that video. <laughs> and literally no Wait, shame for them. Video? Like, good job girlies, like get that bread. But at the same time, those who also deserve bread and aren't getting bread, y'all need bread. Yeah. My entire, my entire, like, I know mine and Aria's TikTok, because we compare them, they're so different, because my entire TikTok is, like, like, anime, and, like, art, and, like, stuff like that, right, because that's, like, what I'm interested in, but then Aria's entire, like, Aria, what is your TikTok? Straight TikTok? 
It's like, okay, okay, okay. Better way to describe that. It's like all of these like generically beautiful girls who have millions of followers and those are the people that I follows, right? Who build my self-esteem down. I don't know why she follows them. Because <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> but like, but like, um, there's again that sense of power. They're like these beautiful girls on TikTok are able to like climb their way to the top because they're gorgeous. Even Netflix shows. Sometimes, like, I'm guilty of this, and I, I know I shouldn't be, but sometimes I'll start a show, and I'll be like, I don't like the way the main character looks, and I'll have to find a new show, which is so bad, but I'm like, I don't know, like, you know? And even not just like that, for example, if there's a really good-looking character, Cough Cough, Levi, Attack on Titan, and he's like this mass murderer, people are going to be simping for him, but if there's an ugly character that's also a mass murderer, they're just going to be like, eh. I mean oh my god I have a perfect example of that guys I listen I listen I watch a lot of anime I don't know if all of you guys watch the anime out there but whoever does watch anime you will know exactly what I mean okay Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter he he goes after a like he is uh he pines over a little like little boy right uh Hisoka is like a 25 year old man people think he's so extremely attractive right and like everyone is like like simps for him really hard right and like I get that they like him for his attractiveness and all that but like he is a pervert right um and then you have another pervert named Minetta from My Hero Academia he is a small short guy with purple balls for hair okay he's also a pervert but nobody likes him because he's really ugly right it's two perverts one's beautiful one's not one gets pined over one doesn't one gets so much hate and one doesn't literally perfect example and it's not even just seen in anime it's seen almost everywhere beyond just fiction that's seen in real life too like pretty people will get excused from their crimes just because they're pretty and another person could do the exact same thing and be condemned for it by a majority of people okay this is not like pretty privilege exactly but this is like it's kind of like a similar, similar like idea, but if it's more into racism. So there was literally this guy who like, this white guy who like, I think, I don't exactly remember what he did, but he like, he like hit someone or like shot someone or something. I don't remember, but he went to court and they literally said he was having a bad day. And then they like, they like shortened his sentence so much. Right. And they basically dropped it. And then they, if you have like a black person go in and like, they've done the exact same thing that this guy's done. They will, they literally like, like immediately no question be put into jail for it, right? So it's like, again, that bias, right? One, one fits more into whatever society wants and one quote unquote doesn't, right? So one gets more bias toward them while the other doesn't. No, yeah. And then relating that to another example that's similar, but more in tune with pretty privilege. If you have someone who's more conventionally pretty and someone who's less, and they both like experience the same incriminating thing, for example, like sexual harassment, the one who's conventionally prettier will probably be told that she was asking for it or that she had it coming just because of how she looks. It's kind of like reverse, but it still works. Looks play this big role, almost as big as um, the color of someone's skin. Yeah, so pretty privilege might come in, might come with, some advantages but it also comes with a lot of disadvantages because one thing I know for sure in in terms of disadvantages of pretty privilege is people if you are gorgeous or if you are pretty and you are 
all those things in society's eyes, people will automatically assume you are a bad person. No matter what you have done, right? No, no, no. It's just like, okay, look, think about, okay, I'll give an example for like my high school, right? People who are pretty in my high school, a lot of times, a lot of times, like we haven't even bothered to get to know them. And we automatically assume that they're probably mean and they're probably like not nice. And they probably treat everyone like really badly, which might not be the case at all. But that's a lot of time people build that bias in their head. No, but the weird thing is, then that that's actually somewhat not true, right? Like, there's such a major double standard in society, because I agree with you, like, our high school, I'm not sure about other high schools, but um, I know some of the popular kids in our high school have, like, done things to warrant people's bad reputation or bad impressions of them. But some people are just judged, whether that's because of the company they keep or because they're pretty, they're just judged to be, like, they're perceived as mean. But on the other hand, everything we said earlier about like the halo effect and receiving job opportunities or receiving uh, winning popularity contests, that, that's because you're pretty, right? So on the one hand, it makes you seem nicer. On the other hand, you're perceived as mean. So it's such a double standard in society. It's a lose-lose. It's so confusing. I know. Honestly, it totally is. But yeah, it's like a really interesting thing to think about, I guess. Another disadvantage, I was reading this article and they were interviewing this guy, Chris, and he was like, yeah, a lot of the times when I get a new job, I'll quit after a few weeks because I don't feel like I deserved the position. I just feel like I'm getting it because of how I look. And so it makes me feel guilty and it makes me feel like there's someone else who's more qualified, who deserves this role more than me. And so that'll drive me to quit. And so a lot of times pretty people will doubt the substance of their accomplishments, whether that came because they genuinely are talented, because they genuinely are qualified and deserve it, or because they look a certain way. Oh my God. Like, I know, like, there's a lot of people who are like, like, okay, I, I, I don't want to mention any names, but I know a lot of people who have been like, who are, they were like really like drop dead gorgeous, right? And they've dated people and like those people have broken up with them or whatever. And after that, they like, it. this has happened like so many times to them that they, like one of them came to me and they were like, I think people just want to like date me or whatever because I'm beautiful, not because of who I really am, just because of what they see on the outside. And because I'm more desirable in society's eyes, it'll make them look better when they're with me. And I feel like that's something that like nobody should feel but a lot of people feel that, even though they have this pretty privilege. This kind of reminds me of like Madison Beer. Like she was not getting hate, but she was getting a lot of comments on her TikTok about like, oh my God, I'm just gonna starve myself then. I wish I could look more like you. It was like um, self-deprecating comments to compliment her, if that makes sense. So she had to leave TikTok because of this kind of, negative vibe she was feeling guilty that people felt that way people were starving themselves to look like her we failed to see that side yeah yeah no the amount of comments i've seen being like on pretty people's tiktok comment section or instagram being like oh i guess i'm skipping dinner for the next like seven days or um guess i'm just not going to eat for like a month now like on the one hand you're attempting to compliment someone who you find pretty but on the other hand you're the, you're the source of their guilt they're like 
well, if you develop an eating disorder or if you starve yourself and get seriously sick, like that's on me. And so there's this huge guilt shaming that's just not okay for influencers' mental health. And I feel like nobody should feel that type of responsibility, influencer or not, beautiful or not. Literally, your insecurities are your responsibility. Yes, I agree. You know what we haven't talked about yet? Romantic success. This one, like, so obvious. Like, we've talked about, like, um, employment. We've talked about school experiences and social media. But we haven't talked about romantic success. Oh, my God. When I tell you, okay, romantic success, that whole idea, it's like, I've, I have seen so many comments on people who are not, con- like, pe- people's, like, TikToks and Instagrams and all that of people who are not conventionally beautiful or, like, there's like guys in there, like in these girls' comments going like, why would anybody want to date you and you look like that? What? Who says that to somebody? You're not supposed to say that to somebody no matter what they look like. There are countless like people out there, girls and boys who have shining personalities, but don't get a chance to like display it because they don't have blonde hair and blue eyes and a heart-shaped face and thick lashes. And I know, like, again, some people who are, like, on, on these people's Instagrams and going, oh, yeah, I, I would consider going out with you if you, like, shaved off some weight. Like, why does that matter? Like, it's, it's about who the person is, not about what they look like. Because beauty is not something that's going to last forever. Their personality is. And it's something subconscious, so you can't even blame anyone. Um, I know there was, like, a study done where um, people asked a group of male and female individuals um, is good looks important to you and around 80% of women said yes and around 90% of men said yes I stand no chance percent is looking out for us let me go find that 10% <laughs> um no but so there was this TikTok trend I think a few months ago maybe last year where it was like, show what you look like when you were 12, show what you look like now. And it's going around again in a different form. Like, um, Dochi, you want to introduce yourself to the class? And that was like the old picture. And then the new picture is to the beat of, um, hi, my name is Dochi with two eyes. I get anxious when I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like an old picture and a new picture. And then um, like last year, when that trend was first going around, I would be seeing influencers, like famous influencers, post pictures of what they looked like when they were 12. And obviously, when you're 12, you haven't hit puberty yet. You're still, you still have all your baby fat. You look very different than you do now. But these people's boyfriends were commenting like, oh my gosh, so glad for the glow up. Um, happy I didn't meet you when you were 12. Um, like, so much better now. That's messed and up. these are supposed to... Yeah, these are supposed to be the people who love you for your personality, not for what you look like. So even if you did meet her when you were 12, like, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, why are you hating on people? It doesn't, again, does not matter what you look like. doesn't matter what they look like. It should never matter. But it does for some reason. Yeah, no, do you, know, do you guys know um, Amelie Zilber? No. Okay, well, amazing influencer. She's so sweet. She's so kind. And then she's also gorgeous. Um, but when she was 12, she was like a lot chubbier. And so she became vocal about what she went through. She had, she, she was very insecure about her weight. So she didn't realize that there were health 
healthy ways to lose weight. And so she just stopped eating and she developed an eating disorder. Um, and she's so thin now. And so during that trend, she posted a picture of when she was 12, picture of now at, at 17, 18, can't remember. Um, and she was a lot chubbier in her 12 year old picture. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, you look so much better now. Like they were encouraging her eating disorder. And I know people just want to look prettier for other people. And I know on the internet, every single person uses a filter just to make themselves look pretty. It's hard not to. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, like I think when I was younger, I would ask my mom to braid my hair or ask my mom to put blush on me or lipstick just for the day so that I could be pretty for me right? Like, it was fun to just doll myself up once in a while. But now, like, I put on makeup every day. I straighten. (coughs) But now I put on makeup every day, and I straighten and curl my hair, and I put my, like, hoop earrings in. Not for me. Like, obviously, it's still fun to look in the mirror and, like, not be absolutely repulsed by the Shrek looking back. But it's mostly for other people. And it's funny you should mention that because literally right before this recording, I was like getting dolled up and like putting on makeup and like wearing presentable clothes because I know we post snippets of like whatever our recording is. Like we post like snippets from our recording on our Instagram. And I'm always like, I was always like, I was looking at myself and I'm like, am I presentable enough? Is this okay if I look like this on Instagram? Like, is this, is this good enough? You know, and it's like, right there I'm not getting dressed up for myself I'm getting dressed up for what others will be seeing and we're always trying to be a little bit more confident in ourselves, right but how can we when all like from all the studies and data and like conversation that we've had today people care about what we look like people do judge books by its cover how are we supposed to be confident not living up to that standard is it possible to untrain pretty privilege I think the only way we would untrain pretty privilege is if it became such a widespread movement that everyone conformed to the same set of beliefs, right? Everyone started becoming aware and started actively untraining it as a whole of society. Otherwise, it wouldn't be effective. Otherwise, you would have half of society still judging people based on their looks. And eventually, that would grow to become 100% of society at some point in the future. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think we will ever be able to entirely untrain pretty privilege. Like, it might be partially possible, yes. It might be that, like, a major part of the population has been able to untrain this a bias, right? But I don't think that it's ever possible that the entirety of the population will be able to get rid of this bias from their head. Because some people will always, no matter what, some people will always have that belief in their head that certain people are better because of the way that they look and I don't think that it's possible to entirely make it go away I agree like I'm sorry Aria but I just disagree with you I I don't know why but I have this gut feeling that maybe it is an instinct that we prefer prettier things over not prettier things when you're going shopping and you see like a little bit of like a um, dent on one item and then the other one like not you're going to go for that one. If you see a plum that's like bright purple, like the right amount of softness, and then the other one's just like uh, discolored, um, not ripe enough, you're going to go for the prettier one. You just judge it by what a thing looks like. Even when you're judging books, literally judging a book by its cover. That's you can't even lie. Don't even lie. Like, tell me, have you judged a book by its cover? 
I judge every single book I'm about to read by its cover. Exactly. I think it's instinctive. I don't think we can untrain it. We can train ourselves to be more mindful, but I think instinctively it's always just going to be there. Yeah, no, and that's actually what I meant. Like, I, I didn't mean that pretty privilege has the possibility of going away. I meant that the only way pretty privilege can go away is if 100% of society started actively untraining it, which is not feasible at all. And uh, I know you said, like, if there was a really big movement that, like, instigated that. There are a lot of movements right now that are like, oh, all body types are beautiful, all this is beautiful, right? Sure, there's, like, so many movements. Sure, there's so many people working toward making that bias go away. Um, but there's still people on the internet who are trashing people for looking a certain way, right? No, I don't think any movement will ever be able to instigate a change that big that everyone's bias will go away. No, but the interesting thing is, like thinking about what you said, um, like hundreds of people post things on their social media about how everyone is beautiful um, and how you shouldn't be like, there's so many body positivity and like appearance positivity movements going around. But have you ever seen one post on people? Like, have you ever seen one post going widely around directly targeted towards pretty privilege? Like not saying everyone is beautiful, but directly saying, like directly targeting pretty privilege. Listen, I understand that it's not something that's talked about a lot, but even if it is talked about, even if it is, you know, constantly told people that listen, like pretty privilege is not a good thing, this, that, that, it's not going to go away. Like you can go up to somebody who is like, who supports Trump and is racist against people who, against people who are people of color. Telling them over and over again that doing that is wrong, being racist is wrong, saying these things is insensitive, is not going to change anything. They might tr start to keep it low-key because like everyone's judging them, but it's still going to be there. That bias is not going away. Yeah, no, I still think it's going to be there, but um, pretty privilege as a whole isn't actually talked about. I don't think as a whole, I agree, but... One thing that does contribute to untraining pretty privilege is the body positivity movement. And I know we see that almost everywhere. It's actually significantly helped um, the mental health of many um, women, especially around the world. And I'd say even mine, I see models showing how they pose on Instagram and then just like relax their body. And I see that it's normal. They have like the little pooch, even though you don't see it on their Instagram posts. And the movement has been helping with pretty privilege, even though there hasn't been pretty privilege specifically talked about. Oh my God, mentioning those posts about like how they talk about, oh, this is what I look like on Instagram, this is how I really look. I know I saw this post like two days ago and she was like, listen, like she's screaming at her sister. Instagram is fake, like social media is fake, right? And she's like standing really stiff and she's like posing like a model and she literally like lets her body starts to like move around and like wiggle around. And she's like, look, it's all fake, right? And having that, like, the fact that, like, her younger sister has that that model in her, like, that role model in her life who's constantly telling her, that's not, that stuff's not real. That, that's not, that's not what, like, real life's actually like, you know? I think that's so great for her because it's, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, like, I don't know, it just makes me feel so happy that she has someone like that in her life. That's so cute. Yeah. I literally saw that post. I loved it. That's why I love Sienna May. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh she's my God. so sweet she's so accepting and she gets unnecessary hate I feel kind of bad but honestly she's made me feel better about my body Sienna who 
May. Wait, let me look her up. Yeah. She, basically what she does is she um like she shows off her stomach in her TikToks. And so like she she has posts where she's like she has her jeans pulled up high waisted and gorgeous. She's such she like absolutely gorgeous and then she'll like pull her pants down and she'll be like, like look like angles, um, poses, like it's not real, right? She'll be in a bikini and she'll be like sucking in with her like uh the pants pulled up and then she'll basically she's just very um pro body positivity basically guys the solution to pretty privilege is everyone just needs to make enough money to get plastic surgery that's so sad oh my god <laughs> guys show the scenario um <laughs> no, but watch me jetting off to like mexico or brazil to get like super cheap super sus plastic surgery procedures you will literally get cement inserted into your body by accident. You need to not. As long as it's cement, that makes my lips look puffier. You want to put that shit, it's literally going to be like, like you're going to have a building inside your mouth. Aria, please stop. As long as it's cement that takes the fat from my stomach and puts it onto my butt. Moving on. <laughs> Anywho, I guess this kind of wraps up the episode. So lead into main takeaways. Yeah, so my main takeaway is actually stemming from a quote that I heard Meher say in a previous episode, which is, a sunset and a flower are both beautiful, don't compare. And so the applicability here is that a sunset is gorgeous, right? Like the same way that we see the same certain people pop up on our TikTok feeds every day, we see the sunrise and set every single morning and evening. But that doesn't take away from the beauty of the flower, which might be smaller and a little bit, like, a little bit more unassuming, but it's still absolutely gorgeous. Yes, Aria, I agree. They're both beautiful in their own way. Okay, well, like I said before, the little sister on Instagram had her older sister to yell this at, at her. I will be your older sister. Social media is fake. None of the stuff you see online is actually real, right? So do not make yourself feel down or... Do not beat yourself up for not looking perfect all the time because I'm going to tell you, everyone has insecurities. Even the gorgeous models on Instagram have those insecurities. It's okay. And you look beautiful just the way you are. And that's that's fine. And you got to just find the beauty that you already have. My main takeaway is judging a book by its front cover is important and helpful. But at the same time, it's important to read the back. Thank you for listening.